one word I didn't know I was mispronouncing all this time was mischievous. It's not mischievous, which I had thought. Galacto-oligosaccharides, mangling it now, or sphenolpalatine ganglio, I can't even remember. You know, you listen to so many audiobooks, but to kind of actually get to be a part of the line-by-line recording and all the magic that happens, it's been very interesting. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet New York Times journalist Jeremy W. Peters, writer and editor Megan O'Rourke, and education consultant Kate Robinson. Listen in to hear Jeremy Peters on unearthing the early seeds of Trumpism, Megan O'Rourke on living with an invisible chronic illness, and Kate Robinson on completing the book started with her late father, Sir Ken Robinson. Enjoy. This is Jeremy W. Peters, the author of Insurgency, How Republicans Lost Their Party and Got Everything They Ever Wanted. So what inspired me to write this book was I saw a lot of the great work that some of my colleagues were doing on the chaos of the Trump presidency and the havoc that he was wreaking on American democracy. And those tales often had great anecdotes about just the sheer audacity of Trump and the people around him. Make your head spin. I mean, we all know the stories. But what no one had really wrestled with was how this happened, how we got to this point where tens of millions of Americans could vote for somebody who was so careless and so defiant of our political norms and trace that back through the modern history of the Republican Party and the people who have attempted to lead it over the years. If I had to describe the recording of my audiobook in one word, it would be parched because I was always thirsty from talking eight hours a day, straight. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear from many of the people who were in the room from the beginning, from the moments when the seeds of Trumpism were first planted. And I'm hoping that they will be surprised at how early that happened and how, if they're old enough, it was going on right before their eyes, and they may not have seen it. One word I didn't know I was mispronouncing all this time was mischievous. It's not mischievous, which I had thought. If I wasn't narrating my audiobook myself, there are few I had in mind. A non-celebrity would be Eduardo Ballerini from Autumn. I'm a big fan of Autumn, and I love listening to the articles that he reads As far as celebrities go, if you had asked me six months ago, I would have said Alec Baldwin because I loved the narration he did of the Royal Tenenbaums. But I'd have to switch that given recent events and say for the celebrity, it would probably now have to be John Hamm. When I listen to audiobooks, my favorite place to do it is actually not the car, which I know is where a lot of people say. I like listening to them when I'm walking around New York City or when I'm at the gym. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Adam Kinzinger had a higher threshold than most for danger. But something about January 6, 2021, made the 42-year-old Air Force veteran uneasy as he got ready to go into work. As a combat pilot, he had flown missions in Iraq and Afghanistan during the wars. 
When he was in his 20s, he helped apprehend a knife-wielding man in downtown Milwaukee who just slashed a woman in the face, chasing the man down and pinning him to the ground until police arrived. Kinzinger was one of 87 Republicans swept into the House of Representatives in 2010 with the help of the Tea Party, that anvil of resentment and rage that promised to flatten Washington and take America back as a popular slogan at the time summed up the movement's animating spirit. Kinzinger believed that the country was a pretty dysfunctional place then. Hi, this is Megan O'Rourke, author of The Invisible Kingdom, Reimagining Chronic Illness. I wrote my book because I became mysteriously ill and no one could figure out what was wrong with me. Not even I was sure that I was ill. During that time, I was looking for something to read that would explain my experience to me or make me feel less alone in it. In the end, I think I wrote this book so that I could have read it 10 years ago. My hope is that others will find it who need that kind of book now. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be illuminating. Also arduous, but I only have one word. But illuminating because it was really interesting to sit down after working on this book for more than eight years and read it out loud altogether. I've never done that before. And I saw things in it and remembered experiences that I had almost forgotten. So it was an incredibly interesting experience. I realized I had trouble pronouncing many words in this book because there's an incredible amount of science that I had read but not frequently spoken. So, for example, a word such as galacto-oligosaccharides, mangling it now, or sphenolpalatine ganglio, I can't even remember. But there were many words that I probably have garbled. I'm excited that listeners will be able to hear me read the book and to experience the journey firsthand through my voice. It was a wonderful way of feeling intimately connected to listeners. And now, please listen to a clip from my audiobook. The stories we tell about illness usually have startling beginnings. The fall at the supermarket, the lump discovered in the abdomen during a routine exam, the doctor's call. Not mine. I got sick the way Hemingway says you go broke, gradually and then suddenly. One way to tell my story would be to say that I got ill just after college in the late 1990s, when I began experiencing daily hives, dizziness, chronic pain, and drenching night sweats, long before any doctor believed I was sick. Another way to tell my story would be to say the illness took hold in the days after my mother died on Christmas Day of 2008 when I caught a virus, a debilitating fatigue overcame me, my lymph nodes ached for months, and I slid into an exhausted fog I attributed to grief. A month later, a doctor found that I had Epstein-Barr virus. Still another way would be to say that my illness became unignorable roughly three years after my mother's death, starting in January 2012 on a windy beach by a derelict hotel in Vietnam. Hi, this is Kate Robinson, author of Imagine If, Creating a Future for Us All. I wrote my book because it was a project that my dad had been working on for a number of years. My dad was Sir Ken Robinson. He passed away in August 2020. The idea was to pull together a succinct and concise book of all of his key thoughts and principles and arguments in one place, sort of a Sir Ken Robinson starter book. 
And we worked on it together for a number of years. And then when we received his prognosis in August 2020, he asked if I would finish it for him. So we spent a lot of time together talking about it. And it was my honour and privilege to complete it and to get it to this point. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be interesting. I think it's been very fun and it's been very interesting to come to the studio and see everything that goes into it. You know, you listen to so many audiobooks, but to kind of actually get to be a part of the line by line recording with amazing director Lorelai on one side and Jeff here in the studio and all the magic that happens. It's been very interesting. I realized I had trouble pronouncing lots of words, mostly words that I have seen written down and know how to use in a sentence, but have possibly never said out loud. But in particular, two words that I definitely have said before, but probably said wrong all my life, were entrepreneurial and vulnerable. I think in England, or at least I always say vulnerable, but vulnerable, getting that L in without sounding awkward was hard. I'm proud that I was able to complete the book and to record the audiobook myself. And I'm excited that listeners will have a chance to hear dad and his voice through me, but certainly his voice in the text, even though he's not here to share it with us. I think it's a pretty incredible gift that he's left behind. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast my dad if that was an option. If not, I would probably cast either a young poet or somebody like Julie Lithcott Haynes, who's an author who wrote How to Be an Adult, because her voice is just so poetic and powerful. I think that would be fantastic. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was The Element by Sir Ken Robinson. My dad, I listened to it in lead up to recording this audiobook so I could get my head back into the audiobook, but I've listened to it several times and I love hearing his voice as he laughs at his own jokes <laughs> throughout the book. I love listening to audiobooks while I clean. It's a great way to do two things at once, but I find I can't sit still and listen to any one thing, so I find I end up tidying. It's productive in many ways. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. In many respects, we humans are like most of the rest of life on Earth. We are made of flesh and blood, and ultimately our lives depend on what the Earth provides. If all goes well, we grow from tiny seeds, through infancy and maturity, to old age, and ultimately we die. Like all living things, we rely on the bounty of the earth to live at all, and we survive and flourish in certain conditions, and wither and fade in others. There is one way, however, in which we are remarkably different from the rest of life around us, and that is our unique powers of imagination. It is because of our ability to imagine that we don't live in the world as other creatures do, we create the worlds in which we live. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.